0: Welcome to Risk Ready, presented by the Private Risk Management Association. Welcome everyone, this is Spencer Holden, host of Insurance Thought Leaders podcast, a Private Risk Management Association production. If you're not part of our movement, please join us. I am so excited today to have on a great friend of mine, Ever Premort, who's the CEO and president of Central Insurance. Central writes property and casualty across the country and has for almost 150 years. Prior to his promotion as president in 2020, Evan served as the company's chief marketing officer. His more than 15 years of industry experience has held numerous leadership positions across the underwriting, marketing, and management. I love talking to Evan because I definitely would categorize him as a thought leader and someone who's thinking about the future, not only of central insurance, but of the industry and the independent Asian channel. Evan, thanks for taking the time. Welcome to the show. Can't wait to spend some time with you.
1: Thank you, Spencer. I really appreciate you having me on. It's an honor. Um, The amount of respect that we have for you and the PRMA organization is incredibly high. So it's a huge honor to be here. Thank you.
0: Nice of you to say, you
1: know, Evan is 2020.
0: We're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, something that no one had ever experienced before. And you take over the reins of Central as its CEO, uh, and you did this before reaching your 40th birthday. And the world is changing in ways that we really don't understand. You, you have incredible experience, obviously, in the insurance industry, but you know you have this forward-thinking perspective that you brought to the table, and you really understand. I think, where most people don't, where we need to go as an industry. And one thing that I love talking to you about is this whole idea of the customer experience and how it integrates with uh, the digital world that we all live in today. And how your thought about customizing a digital experience for the client based on the product that they bought or based on their demographic and the various journeys of the customer experience. Can you talk a little bit about your vision in that regard?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've really enjoyed our conversations too. And, you know, you are an expert's expert on this stuff, and you've provided me a ton of value in the past um, trying to figure out this interesting niche market that we're in. So um, I think it's probably best to start off with just like the lens that Central looks through whenever we look at any of our customer segments or uh, markets. And that's the through the lens of the agent. Uh, we first look through that lens because we focus all of our competitive advantage on uh, the agency relationship. Uh, we, we think we've been around for 146 years and we've been successful. And most of that's attributed to the relationships we have with our agents—they want to write business with us uh, because of the way we treat them and the way we take care of their policyholders. So that's really where we start. Um, and you—you—you and you, you brought up some really interesting terms in the question. You talked about customer, and you talked about product, and you talked about experience. So I think you really have to get down to the brass tacks and define who is the customer central has two masters we have the policy holder and we have the agent right so which one of those customers are you solving for when you look at any marketplace Um, product what is the product is it the contract that you issue to a policy holder Uh, is it The experience that that policyholder has after that contract is issued, whether it be billing or claims or any sort of servicing questions, um, those are all really big fundamental questions. And you have to be thinking about uh, the entire value chain of the product. At Central, we think a ton about the customer being the agent and the customer being the policyholder and the customer being our own employees. Um and then on the product side, we think about the thing and the way that you experience the thing So whether it's you know commercial lines construction or if it's affluent personal lines, everybody has a different value prop that you have to solve for and we put a ton of resources into the research and the design um, of the experience of the, the hospitality and of the tech that we have to deploy in order to create a, compelling value prop for the agency customer, the policyholder customer, and the employee customer. I love it, and I
0: think there's so much there that you just brought forward. My head's about to explode because you're right. I mean, what is the product? Um, And to me, the product is all of it. Yes. It's it's the whole experience. It's the Everything. It's everything. It's, It's how I pay my bill. It's the contract. Um, and I think that's you know when we look at the affluent space, and obviously we want to focus a little bit on that today because uh, this is for for Parame and the listeners' work in this space, you know, I think what you just said is very unique in this space, in the affluent personal line space. and i I think you do things at central differently than some of the other carriers do. And I think what you just talked about is is a good example. But do you see the affluent? Personal lines deliverable that Central has. Do you? Do you? Where do you see that going? Where do you? What's your vision of it?
1: So the the vision for all of Central's um, products and all of our industry segments. So Central's. Let me just give the basics. Central's sixty percent commercial lines were forty percent personal lines inside of personal lines we have a middle market book and we have an affluent book um, and we try to solve for the value prop of both of those customer segments uh individually uh, they're mutually exclusive of each other yeah, as you guys know the stuff that high net worth customers care about this, the middle market personalized customers don't care about and where there is a difference there there's a difference in value prop that needs to be served up um the way that we really, really, really think about stuff foundationally is we need to have technology that can align with the products to deliver the value. And it, it's kind of hard to talk specifics, but think of it this way. The way that Central's trying to deliver value would be akin to an agent building their own agency management system proprietary to the agency. Like, Imagine if at your agency, you hired a bunch of software engineers, data engineers, and product people and said, uh, instead of using this vendor for our agency management system, we're going to build our own, and it's going to do exactly what we want it to do, and we're not going to worry about the other stuff, and we're going to point it towards these customer segments that are all different value props, and we're going to serve things up that way. So. That's what we're trying to do. And that's very, very, very unique on the carrier side. Most carriers buy uh, a policy admin system off the shelf, which is effectively the same thing as an agency agency management system. It's like the enterprise resource um, management software. Carriers like to to buy them from vendors and then put bespoke front ends on them, and we think that that has limitations to the customer experience that you can offer your customers. And so we want ours to be bespoke for all high net worth people coming through the door. We want them to have an experience that's different from our middle market personalized customers. Um, for all agents that are focused on high net worth, we want them to have a bespoke experience. And we want that experience to be really valuable for them Uh, same thing for our employees that are focused on high net worth. We want their experience on our systems to be very bespoke and add a ton of value to being able to service their customers. So we've invested a ton of resources and time in building um, this system. And so it's really like, it's a foundational thing to do that. And it's a, project that we're probably six years into and will probably pay dividends for us for the next 40 or 50 and we're really really excited about it but i have to
0: imagine your adoption of that has been extremely expensive but but you see the value of investing in the future and you're willing to spend the money to do that
1: yeah absolutely every investment that you make is going to cost money and it's going to have a return on investment. What's, what's the return on having all of your products deliver value to your customers and your agents and your employees and having that value be completely proprietary and differentiated from your competitors? We think that's a big payoff and it's worth the investment.
0: Well, I think that's a, a good segue into another topic I want to touch on, and that's just the independent agency channel, which um you are such a supporter of of the agent and and of the channel and we are starting to grab more market share as a channel uh all of the surveys in the last few years have shown that our market share is going up and and from what you're talking about, we need to be making these investments to continue to grab market share you're a young guy you're going to be around for several more decades what are your thoughts on the future of the channel and some of the things that not necessarily central has to do but brokers carriers in the channel have to be thinking about if we're going to continue to grab market share and be
1: successful i think the channel is heading in a really good direction i think you know as evidenced by prma being as successful as it is, the like people are specializing, and they understand that they can't lose focus of a value prop, and that specialization matters, and that expertise matters. The I'm not I've never sold an insurance policy in my life, so I'm not going to give any advice to agents on you know how to run their business. But I know the most successful agents that I see when I run around the country and you know talk to agents, they're the people that are really, really focused on delivering value. And uh, it's it's headed in a good direction. I think the technology is headed in a good direction. There's a ton of adoption of different um, insure tech vendors that are moving the experience forward. There's a pretty big hurdle to get over with legacy systems, whether that be on the distribution side or on the carrier side. Um, but it's it's consistently getting better and better from that perspective. The the marketplace, like the customer experience, you know, it's it's tricky because it's not everybody talks about you got to get in line with uh Amazon and Uber customer experience, right? But it's tricky because there's an agent and there's a carrier. And all of those systems have to be talking and they have to be in real time. And there's, you know, a hundred years of Technology debt that needs to be paid off in a lot of cases in order for those systems to be talking and to be real time. So um, it's just a constant um, investment that needs to be made. But I'm I'm excited about where the industry is going. I'm excited about how talented the agents are, especially in the uh, affluent and high net worth spaces.
0: I agree with you. I I think it's it's only up from here, and it's it's being improved. Um, You you mentioned before we talk about products, and I was sort of, it hit me hard when you said one of my products is my employees, Um, and not everybody thinks that way, not everybody thinks that way on the agency side, and not everybody thinks that way on on the carrier side, and when I speak to, you know, your employees, who I know you would consider more your colleagues and your employees, one of the things that they always talk about is your addiction to forming best team possible. I mean, I've listened to other podcasts of yours, um, especially during the pandemic and some of the things you were doing to make sure the team was supported. But you really encourage your employees to think independently. And I've heard you say, you know, you like it when they get their hands dirty. You, you want their hands on the on the levers. Can you talk more about this? Because I think this is something that really translates well to the managers and principals of agencies is your, your philosophy on how to get your employees to love you and, and work hard for you and want to come in that door every day.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that, that's, that's like one of the things I think about the most as a leader, but a lot of that ground was plowed by the prior leadership team at our company we've been a excuse me we've been a corporate culture like we've just been totally crazy focused on corporate culture since before culture was even a thing um and when you when you do that and when you take care of your employees you know, one plus one equals three or four the, the output of our people is incredible And it's because they care and they care about the mission and they know that we care about them and we, we take care of them. Um, But as far as, as far as talent goes, there's no higher leverage activity that a leader can partake in than finding top talent and developing talent. It, it pays off more than anything I think you can possibly uh, p- partake in and focus on and central has you know a, a very team culture there's no heroes at central we're we're one big team and we really trust our people to make decisions and we hire smart people and then we get the hell out of their way and have them tell us what we need to do and uh, it's funny when people come in from larger companies they get freaked out by having that kind of freedom and, and uh, some people don't like it they think they like it they think they want it but um some people thrive and those are the people that we're looking for we we love finding people that want to want to put their fingerprints on something and look back at the end of their career and say look what i built i did that and i built a team around it and i brought a bunch of individuals with me and we built this thing together that's that's really 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 what Uh, we're passionate about and we're excited about and we have you know we have um just wonderful programs to support that goal like the compensation is geared that way our paid time off benefits are geared that way i gave our we do this thing called spp which is our savings and profit sharing program so we Distribute 5% of pre tax income to our employees every year. Um, and we throw this big party and I give this big speech. And Central had a wonderful year last year, profitability wise. And so the, the pre tax income was around $100 million. And I start this speech off, like I'm on slide one, I don't even start the thing yet. And I'm looking out over, you know, there's 250 people sitting in that room. And I'm like, hey guys, So everybody that's listening to this speech, because we had everybody remoting into all of us collectively, like there's 700 employees total look around the room. All of us collectively will be $5 million richer by the time I get done with this speech. And it's in, I'm like, do you even want me to go through this thing or should we just like click through really fast and just get to the payoff and everybody laughed, but you know, it's stuff like that, that, is it's really really cool. People, we're a mutual company, and so are, we're owned by the policyholders. And so the employees don't have, you know, equity in the company. But that SPP program is akin to a dividend of an owner, and so people treat the company like they have an ownership stake in it, and they work their butts off. And you know, I think it's it shows. And that is not something new with your company.
0: Uh that has just been in your culture and in your DNA for a very long time. I mean, I felt that first time I I met you and I met the company. It's just they're passionate about it. And it's it's just unique and it's it's so refreshing. You know, maybe we just talk about profitability. Maybe we can touch on the property market right now in, in the US. It's top of mind for all brokers, especially in The affluent high net worth space and the challenges that we're having with profitability on on homeowners particularly um is this just a a phase or is this the new norm do you think
1: i think this is the new norm um and i think it's kind of a unique point in time right now to be talking about it because we don't we haven't exactly seen what the implications of the 1-1-2023 reinsurance renewals have been on the marketplace. It's a little too early to see how all the different carriers are p- positioning themselves. In the high net worth market, you've already seen a lot of that homeowner's business moving into non-admitted companies, um, people shedding, the secondary exposures, the wildfire, Um So it'll be interesting to see how it goes, but the the property market's tough right now. The personal auto market is very very difficult right now. It's in the hardest market it's been in in my lifetime. So you know it's 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 very difficult too to pass on lost costs to customers. Getting lost cost increases through uh, some of the regulators is difficult. So there's a lot going on right now um, on the on the premium side. And on the risk side, there's a lot going on as well with, with the severity increases, frequency returning to pre-pandemic levels. There's all sorts of stuff going on right now. And uh, I think carriers are really just starting to get their arms wrapped around everything that's going on. Do you think
0: you may have to pull back the reins a little bit uh, because of capacity on the property side? Or maybe in some areas?
1: Central will not. We have a very strong balance sheet and we have the same um, capacity deployed in 2023 as we've had in the past. So we'll be able to make some smart decisions and have capital and capacity available for our agents. Um, But I, I doubt that that will be consistent in the marketplace.
0: Evan, I I want to thank you and Central for your support of PRMA. Uh, the growth of the organization, PRMA, has has been incredible. Uh, we surpassed four thousand members, and we're we're really marching to five thousand members. And I want to thank you and your colleagues for all you've done to help us grow. And well, Spencer, I got to
1: interrupt you. I got an idea on how we can get that uh, that five thousand to a couple more. If uh, if your listeners are still listening right now, and if you're a central agent and you don't have your designation, I would like to pay for the first three people to get your designation with PRMA, the first three people to tweet me at Evan Permort on Twitter, I will pay for you to go to PRMA school and get your CPRIA designation.
0: Uh, That is extremely generous. That is about a $1,200 value. Um, And before this goes live, I'm going to tweet you right now. um, (laughs) So I could be the first one. Uh, Extremely generous, Evan. Thank you for that. Thank you for the time you gave us today. Um, And thanks just for all you do for the industry. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. This was wonderful.
1: Thank you for joining us
0: today for the risk ready podcast. We encourage you to subscribe, download, and review our podcast until the next time. Stay risk ready.